everyone, and welcome to the Royals Rundown Podcast. Jake Milham here with the usual, but the unique and the usual man, Jeremy Greco, who is sporting a very unique uh, facial hairstyle. Now, I know I know you can't see it, but you, you called it my style. I'm trying to figure out an acronym for this. It's a cross between mutton chops and a goatee. I'm going to need an acronym, man. What? Well, uh... Uh, we could call it uh, Muggo. How about that? Muggo. There you Muggo. go. I like it. I like it. Muggoat, just like Muggoat. the guys. Sure. Yeah, <laughs> I'm I'm Muggoat. <laughs> I'm Muggoat. I like it. I like it. All right, hey everyone out there listening, if you don't want to listen to us ramble for about 30, 45 minutes an hour, however long we feel like it, you can go check out all the Royals news and analysis you need over on RoyalsReview.com. You can also find Royals Review on Twitter. And on Facebook to keep tabs on the Kansas I'm, City Royals. I'm curious though, if they don't want to listen to us, why did they click the link? Peer pressure, maybe a hostage situation. We should I, try I more peer pressure. I think I think that could work for us. We we should we should. My my dog is squeaking his toy in the background in in agreeance of, of that, that motion. That could be you if you don't listen to us. Yes, my dog could be chomping on you, and he's you know he's he's a pretty big dog, all right, a whole like forty pounds, all right. It's very very ferocious. My dog like, is taking a nap, so that's there you that's go. not going to help. But not not very ferocious. Well, hey, the I before we get to the update on the labor union stuff, Jeremy, which I know. Um, You did a great job with that article a few weeks back, so I'm very excited to hear the update. Um, The only thing ferocious that I found after the All-Star break was the Royals Review comment section, okay? Because, listen, I, uh, I, I talk it up, and you know what? I always say it's active, but I never thought it would get to nearly 300 comments on an article. You stir up a hornet's nest, my friend. I did. I did. And... You know what? If, if you haven't read my article, it's in the podcast description here. Um, and you know what, Jeremy? I, I think I know what, what you're going to say. Um, I, I, I stand by I stand by my work. I know it ain't popular. I feel like it was a tone that had to, or a point of view that should have been said at any point during this season. But Jeremy, did, did I do this to myself, man? You, you, you did this to yourself. Speaking of someone who has done this, to themselves more than once, uh, you know, it happens. You just, you live, you learn, <laughs> or you get flamed into oblivion, one or the other. Okay. All right. I, I like that there's no middle ground there. You either. I'm, right. I, I'm still going. So I, I think you can, you can pull it off. I believe in you. Well, well, thank you. Well, and like you said, we have an immensely successful podcast here, right? Like, right. I know I, is, I know I quit my is, day job. This is the most successful podcast I have ever recorded. So, oh, j- like, let, like this episode right here is the most yeah, successful. Well, also ever. that, yes. <laughs> I like it. I like the it. The fastest like growing Royals podcast. That's that's what we call ourselves, right? Yeah, that's uh. Listen, based I'm on factual a... information <laughs> and not hopeful thinking. You you can find the disclaimer down in the podcast description <laughs> that uh, we are in no way liable for. <laughs> For that information. We didn't tell you how we're growing. <laughs> yes. We're just the fastest growing podcast. And then you the should disclaimer see my is... herb garden. <laughs> you always... Er- herbs, huh? Herbs? Herbs. Is that, is that what you're growing? Yeah. Herbs, some, if you're some, British. Some marjoram and some sage down there in and your so, herb I, garden. You gotta have rosemary. Really? Okay. Rosemary, you know rosemary is the number one herb, as the <laughs> British would say. It's, it's been, pretty I don't damn know hard what, to kill, I've too. been listening to too much British people talking. I, herb sounds Herbs. weird now. <laughs> have, you, have you seen this? Uh, there's this thing going around social media that all these kids are watching this Miss Rachel on YouTube. Like this, she's this free, like, kids content creator on YouTube, you know, doing, like, the basic learning things. No. But it's a whole bunch of British and Australian kids who now have American accents because they've been watching this American content creator on YouTube Aww. so much during their Poor formative kids. years. I know, right? It's terrible. 
my my condolences to their uh, to their accents. But anyways, people didn't come here to listen to us talk about uh, Rosemary. If they didn't come here to listen Rachel. to us talk about this, why did they click the links? <laughs> like I said, peer pressure, Jeremy. Peer <laughs> pressure. That's the only explanation I have for you. My Are you man. sure it's not beer pressure? Maybe Hell. they thought Greg was gonna be here. You know what? That that is an excellent point. I think we need to we we need to figure out a way to get Greg on the podcast more. Like some some beer pressure is probably the way to go. Yeah, we'll just send him a six pack. He'll show up, right? Exactly, six pack at least two episodes. <laughs> All right. Anyways, let's go ahead and knock out the Royals uh, transactions that have happened. Honestly, the Rays just already today. did that. What did you say the Rays already did that. Hey yo. <laughs> I'm sorry. Uh, that, was, that was a bad and a good one at the same time, Jeremy. I like it. I like it. All right. So, hey, the, the big one from July 19th is going to be that Daniel Lynch the fourth landed on the 15-day injury list. Dude, we were just talking about the British, okay? I don't just I, like where whatever. Did, where did the fourth come from? Like, I, I saw this on Twitter where people were like, suddenly his name is the fourth. Why? And no one has answered it. I need answers. He has a small sound clip on um, Bally Sports Kansas City about it. He does. He explained it, talked about how he talked to his, you know, grand grandfather and to his um, to his father about the move. And it was something that he's wanted to do. But I I don't understand the timing. I guess all of this comes in your own timing. But yeah, I mean, do whatever you want with your name, whatever you want. I don't care. But I just I was just very shy. If I had been a fourth, you better believe that I would be talking about it all the time. Exactly. I would be insufferable. I would be insufferable if, if I had like, I'm Jacob Milham the fifth of my name and the Lord of the Handles. <laughs> there's uh, there's there's my wife. There's my wife with her uh, with chiming in with her input on uh, my insufferability as a husband. It's it's a healthy marriage, everyone. When you could uh, make fun of each other, I like right. it. I yes. like it. <laughs> um, but yeah, 15 day IL with a left shoulder strain. He had a big dip in his velocity. Um, he was you know pitching down in like 89 range on his fastball, which is a very Not very good. dangerous yeah very dangerous uh, place to be in. In return, the Royals recalled Austin Cox. The you know the man, me, I'm the a big Cox fan. Yep, huge, huge Cox fan. Huge Cox fan. Massive. <laughs> the, the, the biggest one out there. I, I, you did it. <laughs> I did it. I wrote you. speechless for five <laughs> seconds. <laughs> Woo! In the podcast history, first time, everyone, I have stumped Jeremy Greco. I like it. I like it. What is that now? Like 1 to 42 or something like that? Uh, <laughs> we'll go with that. I ain't keeping score, man, but you got a pretty big lead on that. Um, yeah, no, I mean, we've, we've talked about Austin Cox on the podcast before. He's uh, – definitely at least like a long relief guy he's he's probably gonna get some more starting opportunities there's a lot of there's a lot of guys in the bullpen right now that could be starters or could see starts uh max castillo is with the royals right now you know he's been stretched out to be a starter cox is i I don't know if they'll give carlos hernandez another like long i think if they were going to they would have i think they decided he's a short inning setup guy which okay. I, I, there's a, I mean, it makes a kind of sense, and I, I think it's actually it made him into a valuable trade asset if they want him go that direction. Yeah, we're we're gonna be talking about trades a little bit later on in the podcast, so please stay tuned for for that. I don't, so I don't know who wrote it, but uh, you know, promoting Royals Review a little bit more, starting to starting to see some more of the the trade series stuff coming out. We are what if, if I'm doing my math right? I think we're less than two weeks. Correct. Away from the MLB trade August deadline. 1st. So, yep, August first, and it is uh, it's it's gonna it's gonna heat up here in a little bit. I have I do have faith in that. Only other transaction y'all need to know about: Matt Beatty is starting his rehab assignment with the Omaha Storm Chasers. Uh, oh, I can't forgot. believe I almost missed that. I I forgot I forgot about Matt Beatty. I don't care right now. Um. <laughs> The, the only math that I care about is a uh, dummy. All right, that's 
What about Dylan Blanco? He almost had a cycle. I dude, that he was... missed it by like two feet. Oh, I know. That would have been so freaking cool. And it would have been. I would have. I would have died of like joy that Dylan Blanco, of all the players on the roster, <laughs> came up with the cycle. Yeah, that was the most unexpected thing. That uh, that I could see. The only, the only player who could be more unexpected to hit a cycle for the 2023 Kansas City Royals is Jorge Bonifacio. Jeremy, you <laughs> take that back. I almost cursed. I almost cursed again. <laughs> that back. That's what you okay. get. I wanted. So I put out an article yesterday. I want. You did. It, it has to do with with Blanco. So I want you. I want you to hear this because I posted yeah. it probably like two hours before game time. Um, let's see. The 30-year-old is not doing much at the MLB level this season. Uh, 55 weighted runs created plus and 33 slugging denote a player well below MLB's offensive standards. And Blanco could be heading back to AAA once Olivares returns. So not just, only did Olivares return again today. <laughs> Listen, I am. Uh, I'm very lucky that Kings of Gotham does not have a comment section on it. <laughs> It would be bad. Um, yeah, no. Hey, kudos, kudos to Dyron Blanco. He, uh, he had a, an amazing game. Definitely one that I did not foresee coming. In a very entertaining offensive shootout against the Detroit Tigers. That series is currently a one-on-one. We will know who won the series by the time you're listening to this podcast, of course. Uh, but we don't have a... I don't know. I, I actually bet on the Royals today. With Ryan Yarbrough on the mound, we'll we'll see what that is. I got it for like plus two fifty odds, so I'm uh, I'm I'm liking that money making potential, if you know what I mean, Jeremy. I what I know is that I've got an article sitting in the the bin that hasn't been written yet, but it's sitting there waiting to be written. That's gambling Ooh. is bad for baseball. So, ooh, I like it. <laughs> hey man, I'm I'm gonna be all ears to it. I've fewer topics are more divisive right now than sports gambling i feel like so it's kind of a it's kind of it felt like a middling topic before it was becoming legal now that it's legal people are uh, people are caring right now one of the reasons it hasn't been written yet <laughs> eesh, eesh. true 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 All right, well, hey, that is it for the transactions. But, hey, another major league baseball thing we got to talk about is Jordan Lyles, who, uh, you know what, he he spun a spun a gem, and it just it just came out of nowhere. Um, actually, no, it, it did come from his uh, left wrist. I think, that's, uh, I think that's where it came from, Jeremy. Is he a lefty? No, 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 man. So you got you to think he's a righty. So, you know, if you want some of that sticky stuff, he's got to put it on his left oh. wrist below his glove. Okay. Um, it was, I I think Bayou Billy Butler is the one who, uh, a, a Twitter account I follow, a Twitter account I enjoy on all things uh, Kansas City Royals. Uh, he had a viral tweet pointing out the uh, that I think Lyles was stretching in the dugout. And you can see on the TV broadcast, there's like a tan line just shining I and glistening totally missed all of this somehow. really yes. oh my goodness it is oh my uh, goodness indeed a lot of a lot of folks are saying it looks like spider tack um and you know what it kind of it reflects in his performance lyle's held the tigers to three hits and no runs over six innings on monday night so you know one that's not his characteristic start if you uh, if you look at the entire season and doing that well against the Tigers is uh, is very surprising. But man, it is uh, I, I don't know, man. I understand innocent until proven guilty, but that uh, that evidence right there is is pretty pretty damning, if you ask me. My only thought, and and this is just completely, it's probably nonsense. My first thought is that well, if he used it, uh, what well, Monday night. Then surely he's used it other times this year, but he hasn't been good other times this year. But uh, maybe, maybe he thought he could get away with it last night and thought he couldn't other days. I don't know. Maybe so. Listen, no one, no one checked him. Um, he, you know, it's I, I don't know. There's only so much I can fault the pitcher. If, he pitched six innings and they never checked his glove once. Yeah, 
That's weird. It, is, it is weird. It is weird. They usually I, do it I, like I every couple of three innings. Well, and you know what? I, I do wonder this. If they weren't, if the substance was below his glove line, right? Mm-hmm. And th- this was something else that they pointed out. It Didn't was. They take their he, glove off, though, for part of the check? Right, but he was wearing a long sleeve Russian uh, shirt. So uh, the idea was that he could have hid that underneath the sleeve. Okay. When he was going to get checked. That's the that sure. is the theory. Um, I don't. But by now, I don't know if the Tigers are going to do anything about it. I don't know if they're going to if there's going to be any further action on this. I doubt it. They they won the game. Just just keep it moving. Lyles is one in eleven. I mean, the MLB might want to suspend him just because they can. Yeah, I. You know what? And they would well be well within their rights if they if they found out that yes, this wasn't like a like a Photoshop thing, or this wasn't a, you know, some other sort of substance there, but. You you can see the screenshot on on social media. It is it's there. It's pretty prominent. Um, I'm trying to think of what else. Yeah, and they're also pointing out like some of his uh, some of his metrics were were very different. Um, his curveball was t- nearly two and a half miles an hour faster and had more than 140 revolutions per minute increase in the spin rate like those are those are both pretty significant jumps um spencer torkelson he uh listen i i don't like spencer torkelson i i really don't not only not only is he a tiger but he kind of isn't very good in uh in my opinion has not lived up to that first overall well i mean that draft billing true. yeah um but yeah he was he was talking about it like two days after the game for, for some reason saying, Oh yeah, something was definitely, definitely there. And you know, it's, well, it's I mean, nothing he's new. A lot of credibility right now. Cause as soon as he faced a pitcher who didn't have stuff on his wrist, he hit two home runs. That's fair. That is fair. And a double. And a double. Oh man. And yeah, Torque, he said, quote, he's one in 11. You can have it. Take it. <laughs> like that's. <laughs> <laughs> You know what? I'll, this is I'll what I live for. This is what makes <laughs> sports the best. Exactly. Exactly. But no, it's. I don't know, man. It's just weird. It's uh, a lot of folks are talking about Jordan Lyles being like a viable trade candidate now, just because Wishful he's had a couple thinking. of good. Yeah, I think I think even if they traded him at this point, they would have to send money with him, like they did with the oh, Carlos Santana 100%. trade. And you know what? At that point, is he? If he's doing good for you, you have him for another year at least. Might might as well just hold on to him, in my opinion. Yeah, um, you're not gonna get. You're gonna get maybe. You're not gonna get any players. You're gonna get salary relief, and you're not yeah. gonna get the full contract salary relief. No. Um. And and the Royals don't need any salary relief. They're not spending <laughs> any money on their salaries. Exactly. So they might as well just keep him. Just eat it. Just eat the salary. So, I know I'm I'm making a lot of weird noises tonight, man. It is it is a Wednesday night, and we're we're now Yankovic. Just eat it. No, just, just eat it. Yeah, like eat he, it. He, he's at a party to just beat it. Oh yeah, why would I'm, I'm surprised I haven't heard it in full. I've heard the chorus, but okay. I've not heard the. That's full all song. you really need to know. Fair enough. Fair enough. I still, you know what? I still haven't watched that Weird Al Yankovic movie. I haven't I think- either. I forgot about it. I need to watch that because I got to tell you, Daniel Radcliffe <laughs> is, he is interesting to me as an actor. I watched Guns Akimbo and it's, it's very different, obviously, performance from Harry Potter. But like the dude, I think he's got something, but he's got something weird. Like he's yes. not normal. It's like the it's a Nick Cage in speed kind of kind of stuff going on here. Can't go a week, go a week without it. I saw it on a VHS cover. Okay, you tagged me in it. You tagged me in it on Twitter. It was Nicolas Cage on a VHS version. Yeah, of speed. Sure, it was. That is what I saw. Okay, that is I'm, I'm obviously what I saw. I was, I'm, I'm serious. He gives Nick Cage energy, and, I, I, and the Weird Al, like the the ad, like it's obviously not a true biopic. Of, right. of Weird Al, like there's some there's some stuff thrown in there because Weird Al is weird. 
I mean, that's why they call exactly. it Weird Al. Yeah. And, and so I'm looking forward to just seeing what Daniel Radcliffe can do with Weird Al turned even weirder. Did, did you ever see Weird or uh, Daniel Radcliffe in Swiss Army Man? Do you remember that trailer? No, I didn't. Movie? I didn't even know that was a thing. This is the first I've heard of it. Oh my gosh! I is Nick Cage uh, in it? Nope. Maybe as a tree. I think he plays like a like a palm tree in that <laughs> with his uh with his nose and chin providing some shade to Daniel Radcliffe. <laughs> That's yeah. mean. I know. Sorry, now I'm sorry. I can't continue the podcast anymore without educating you on Swiss Army Man. All right. What? Let's see here. This is excellent listening right here. All right, here we go. So being stranded on a deserted island leaves young Hank, played by another actor, bored, lonely, and without hope. As a rope hangs around his neck, Hank prepares to end it all until he suddenly spots a man, Daniel Radcliffe, laying by the shore. Unfortunately, he is dead and quite flatulent. Using the gassy body to his advantage, Hank miraculously makes it back to the mainland. However, he now finds himself lost in the wilderness and dragging the talking corpse named Manny along for the adventure. So I, I just read you. I just read you that. Hold on. Hold, hold your thoughts on IMDb. It has a six point nine out of ten. It has seventy two percent on Rotten Tomatoes. And it doubled its budget in the theaters. <laughs> I don't want to live on this planet anymore. <laughs> Came out in 2016, man. There was a lot of weird stuff in 2016, wasn't there? Yes. <laughs> and believe it or not, it was an A24 movie. Do you know, like, the stereotypes around A24 movies? I do not know stereotypes they're, around A24 movies. They're all just, like, metaphorical, wacky, like, it was his it was his they depression do all there? along. You, you know what? Maybe, maybe they did do cocaine there. That does sound like they're um, <laughs> there. I've heard Let's of cocaine see. bear. I, I have as well. No, they did not do cocaine bear as far as I can tell. Oh, well. I forgot. Okay, we are, we are getting way off track. We've been talking about <laughs> a, a farting corpse for about four minutes now. We, we need to get back to this. Let's, let's go ahead and, um, and take a, a quick ad break. We'll, we'll come back talking about some of the post-All-Star break uh, starters who have been very impressive, if you ask me. And plus, we'll be talking about some more of the trade deadline coming up. Stay tuned. And we are back here on the Royals Rundown podcast. Jake Milham here with Jeremy Greco. So, Jeremy, I'm going to give you the floor. Um, we, we teased it earlier on in the podcast. We got very derailed very quickly <laughs> by ourselves. Time, really. I know. It was it was me. It is, it's one of those evenings. It is Wacky Wednesday, if you will. But there is some good news in the people around the Kansas City Royals. Jeremy, what is what is that good news? And, uh, and frankly, why should people know about it? So uh, as people are probably aware, I've been protesting on Royals Review for the past few weeks by refusing to write about the team because of their unfair uh, negotiations, negotiating not or negotiating in bad faith with uh, the local or the SEIU local one. I'm going to get some of these words right, probably. Sounds like a plan. Uh, um, and and. So I wrote, I interviewed, uh, or I sent some email questions over to them and they got back to me and I wrote about that and the, you know, it just wasn't really a good look for the team. And so I've been doing this protest and they finally, the, the SCIU put on their website today, a press release. I'm sure they released it elsewhere, um, that the negotiations have been completed with the Royals. They're, they're about to vote on them. Everything's looking good. They um, they got some concessions from the Royals, especially regarding holiday pay and um, the way disciplinary action works um, that they didn't think they could get, that they've never been able to get in the past. So they're very excited about that. Um, kind of reading between the lines, they did indicate they got pay raises. But uh, the way I read it is that they probably didn't get what they wanted there. But they're they're happy with some of the other stuff they got, including you know changes to the water situation, which was uh, seemed to be yeah, pretty yeah. dire based on what we were reading. Um, so yeah, that that happened, and now my protest can end, 
And <laughs> and I could talk about baseball again or write about baseball again. I never stopped talking about baseball, obviously. Um, right, right. Talk about the Royals. And, and I'm, I'm excited. I'm happy. And the one thing you do need to know is that the, the charges, the NLRB is still investigating the Royals for the bad faith negotiating and the, the, the other stuff. Um, so that did not just go away just mm-hmm. because the negotiations are completed. So we'll, we'll have to keep our eyes open and see uh, what comes from that. And you know what? This is a, a definitely a, a good development because we, we love sit, sitting here and, and talking about sports. But, you know, some of these folks, these are their livelihoods yep. that, that we're talking about here so that they were able to get um, these these fair concessions from from the Royals and from from what I was reading from the press release, I feel comfortable saying this, securing their spot alongside the new downtown stadium that is go- going to come, whether or not you, you want it. The, I, go, I don't, go ahead. What do you mean by securing their spot? Like securing the it, – it's long-term enough that it takes into account, okay, the Royals moving away from Kauffman Stadium. It's, it's only a three-year deal. So I don't okay. think I, I was definitely wrong that I, I do apologize. Yeah. <laughs> scratch it's, scratch it's all that. Deal. So they're, they were writing about like, oh yeah, the team is still moving. Um, but you know, I think people, and this is what they wrote is that they think people care and should care about, you know, how the team treats their employees between now and when they move. And so keep an eye out, make sure that the Royals actually follow through on the things that they've promised in these negotiations. That is true. That is true. We will uh, we'll keep tabs on that. So thank you, Jeremy, for the for the update there. Um, you know what? Some some more pleasant news regarding regarding the Royals. This time, the on field product. I, I think we can both safely say I, we've been pretty happy with the starters for the most part in the you know following the All Star break. Is that you agree, Jeremy? I I was very pleasantly impressed with Cole Reagan's. Mm-hmm. And with uh, Alec Marsh in particular, they had yep. some excellent starts against the Rays. Um, Brady Singer had a, he had an interesting start. Um, I actually watched that game. I didn't have a oh, chance yeah. to watch the other two, but I watched that one. He was very good for seven innings. And mm-hmm. then he got he gave up four runs in the eighth inning, and it's like, maybe he shouldn't have been out there for that inning. Maybe he right. shouldn't face the order a fourth time through when he's been – like, let's take him out while he's still got some confidence in him. I get that his pitch count was low because um, he had a couple, like, six pitch innings. The, the Rays were just swinging like crazy. Yeah. Um, it was it was bonkers. But, yeah, I, I – I, you know, a good start's a good start. I don't think Brady Singer is, I don't think he's suddenly unlocked anything or discovered anything because he's still just the two-pitch guy, and that's still right. the problem we've always been. But Alec Marsh and Cole Reagans, you have to wonder, um, Cole Reagans hit 99 on the gun, mm-hmm. which is much harder Late than he normally throws. Start. Huh? Late, like, it wasn't just in the first inning. He was having that heat, like, in the last inning that he was pitching. So, so for coming from the left side, hitting 99 on the gun, that that might be something right there. And Alec Marsh with 11 strikeouts, that's pretty dang good. I mean, the Rays have a good offense. Yeah. So, I, I think that definitely those two are, are guys we're going to want to keep an eye on for sure. Um, yeah, I like I said, Singer, I'm not so sure about what, what – if that means anything. And then obviously there are questions around Lynch got hurt and, and mm-hmm. uh, there are questions around the legality of Lyle's start. Yeah, that, that there are. And, you know, I, I did not clarify this with Daniel Lynch's injury earlier on um, and Ro- Annie Rogers, excuse me. She did clarify that the left shoulder strain is not related to his injury from earlier this season according okay. to the Royals. That's so it's good. not, so that, it, that is a good sign. Um, but still concerning, like, okay, you well, get it's, injured in it's as many different. different ways as humanly possible. It, exactly. You know what? If you, if you just, it's like a checklist. Okay. If you, or it's like the chicken pox, if, if you get it once before, then, then you can't get it again. Right. That's how that works. Well, if you get it again, it's called the shingles and it's really bad. <laughs> that is true. That is true. But yeah, no, it's, uh, I think, I think Cole Reagan's was really the most impressive or surprising starter, I, I would say. Because I, I'm excited for that second start. Let's see if he can do it again, for sure. Yeah, and I, I think Royals fans still need to be reminded of this. The Royals did not, like, send him down to AAA. 
they brought him back. They brought him up for that start as the 27th man. Like that's that's the doubleheader rule. They they didn't want to use an option on him to get his first start, which was I think was a good smart move to see what he has and what he brings to the rotation because you you don't lose any more flexibility with him, but you still get that confidence in him. You he can still work down in AAA, and you know what? It's it's not perfect. Um, the the cutter looked looked pretty bad at times, to be honest. Um, I think if uh, I think with some more scouting, opposing batters will know that and they'll wait for that pitch. But it was a great first start, a great building block for his time in Kansas City. And you know what? He's uh, he was a former first round pick for a reason. Kids kids got talent. Kids got a heck of an arm. And I'm uh, I am looking forward to. I think I'll try to find when his next start is in Omaha. Give that a watch. He's he's been pitching well in Omaha um, as well. So it's not like this came out of nowhere. Yeah. And, and the one thing I do want to say about the bad cutter is, if you have enough pitches, even a bad one could be effective. That's true. When when they're not expecting it, and and I think he's got more than two pitches at least. Yeah, I think he's. I'll, I'll have to go back and look at his uh, his baseball savant page. I want to say he had a good four pitch mix. Yeah, if I uh, if I recall correctly. Sounds so, right. God, you know what? I, I do remember this though. His freaking changeup. All right, he got. It's going to be an important tool for a lefty. It, exactly, and especially with the fire fastball. So I think his uh, that CSW metric that everyone likes the called strike plus whiff plus whiffs, metric forty yeah. percent. On his That'll play. That will absolutely play. So I'm, uh, yeah, it's it's definitely good stuff from Cole Reagans. Um, Roni Cabrera is doing really good down in the Dominican Summer League. So I think as time goes along, this uh, this role, this Chapman trade, is looking a little bit more like a win-win for for both teams. Um, I know Aroldis Chapman recorded like the fastest pitch in the. Statcast era for the Rangers, I know, but it's still something, and he's still performing well for a contending team. So they got what they wanted. The Royals got a couple of young players that they can use whenever they're actually competitive again. Um, so <laughs> I, it's a little bit of a win-win, man. I mean, like I, I was, I've been a fan of the trade. I think when you get a young left-hander who can who can throw hard, that's that's a win. And I think a lottery ticket like Rony Cabrera, that's a win. Yeah. You never know what you're going to end up with. The Royals think that they've fixed their player development issues. And I know everyone's really unhappy right now. And this is where I do want to defend you on your, your JJ Piccolo is not dating more article is I know everyone's unhappy right now because the team is bad, but these yeah. guys, and this, I was hoping I was crossing my fingers that the coaches could fix the major league product. It hasn't worked out so far. Um, it was always probably a fool's hope to think that it could happen and could happen as quickly as I was hoping for it to happen. So we can't really judge the changes that Piccolo and company have made based on the major league product. That was the major league product. It was, it was yeah. nothing. And, and, you know, Chris Bubich was looking pretty good before he got hurt. Vinny Pasquantino was Vinny Pasquantino before he got hurt. So that's not helping how things <laughs> are looking right now. And we've seen some, especially if you follow some of the, the prospect and farm guys like uh, Preston Farr, like mm-hmm. uh, uh, Royals Miners. I can't remember his Twitter handle all of a sudden. Yeah, no, it's um, a, it's at Royals Miners. Yeah. Um, so, you know, um, they're they're highlighting some good stuff that's happening in the minor leagues. Minda's weekly report, you know, so yep. keep an eye on what's going on there. And and I think we're going to see, you know, some positive signs coming. Alec Marsh is a positive sign because it wasn't clear whether he was going to be a major league pitcher. And yeah. now he's up here and he struck out 11 guys in one game. And I mean, that doesn't mean anything long term, but it's a good sign for now. Yeah, that it is. And you know what? We will. It's I know no one likes to hear the, the evaluation season line anymore it's it's kind of a it's kind of a tired trope but if if you're going to have an evaluation season you at least want to have positive signs you don't want to just be plucking weeds all season you want you want to have some flowers sprouting up out of the garden i guess i guess what we're looking at now is they're actually evaluating the minor leagues because there ain't much to evaluate in the big leagues yeah exactly no, and I, I i don't know if you saw bobby witt jr has been on a tear he has he has. I would um I would call him the 
the best. There, there's this, there, you know, different groups in Major League players, especially in the star level. So I say this very generally. I think he has been the best performing young infield star over like ever since June started. Yeah, he's, he's been, it's been great. I, I think I saw like the 14th most valuable player by FWAR since then. Yeah. Like in all of the major leagues. Exactly. It's pretty good. It is. It's a, it, it'll play. <laughs> uh, and then, you know, so, so there, and Freddie Fermin looks like he might great be a viable surprise. big league catcher, which is not anything anyone guessed. Nope. Uh, at least not outside the organization. So who knows? We can all see all kinds of good stuff coming up. Exactly. And I'm, um, I'm very much looking forward to that. You know, the, the Royals did announce a whole bunch of promotions in the minor league system. Um, guys they've acquired recently so that is good you know a good sign for the miners but don't go ahead uh, they also signed uh as of today they've signed their top 19 draft picks yeah Uh, it sounds great it sounds like they're probably not gonna get the last two but their picks 19 and 20 for a reason uh probably not not a huge deal to not get those guys. I mean, and, and I'm excited for Coleman Picard, for Hero Wyatt, for Blake Mitchell. Let's do this. Let's let's make something happen. Like I, I just I just want to reiterate. Like I know a lot of people are unhappy with the draft, but the this idea I think that Preston Farr put out that I, he was the first one I saw said this that they're going high risk, high reward kind of. Mm-hmm. I think that makes sense. I think that there is a logic to that, and the more I think about it, the more excited I get about it because. I don't need another Michael Garcia. I need, uh, you know, uh, 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 I'm blanking on all of the stars' names. I'll, I need a Juan Soto. I need a Mike Trout. Let's go. I gotcha. There you go. You need you need that high ceiling, that high talent player to come out yep. of the Royal system. And I will, so I do want to say this. If you're listening on Spotify, you can participate in our polls, in our question and answer on every single episode so, Jeremy, that episode that we did right after the 2023 MLB draft, I asked in the poll, is it too soon to judge the 2023 draft class? Fair. A lot of folks didn't like it. 77% of responders said, yes, it is too soon to judge the draft class. And I think that's a very, very fair approach, if if you ask me. Now, if I, we're, I get uh, the people who want to question the decision-making, but if the Royals can't develop, they can't develop, and that is a problem regardless of who they draft. Yeah, that's that's an excellent point, Jeremy. And you know what? The the draft is not the only way to acquire players. We, we've talked about the international free agent pool in the past, but another great way to restock the farm system is going to be in the upcoming trade deadline. Yes. Um, the the Aroldis Chapman trade everything was, must go. Every, every, <laughs> you get a pitcher. You get a pitcher. Everyone gets a pitcher. But no, the if if I'm recalling correctly, the um, the Chapman trade is the only trade so far for the Royals that they have acquired prospects back. Um, I think the Mike Myers one is the only other trade they've even made. Yeah, well, you know what? I'm, I'm thinking of like Robbie Glendening. Um, I'm thinking uh, I didn't of count that of like, among the, <laughs> the the trade deadline deals. But yeah, yeah okay. No, you're you're absolutely right. Mike Myers going up to Chicago, big uh, big whoop there. <laughs> um, but Jeremy, I'm I'm going to put you on the spot here. So out of the out of the remaining clear trade candidates, you know, guys that are veterans don't fit into the current timeline for this team who is one player that if you were general manager and you could just push a button and this person was traded for fair value who would you trade away and why gosh that's a difficult question there's the two guys i want to trade the most i'm not sure you can get quote-unquote fair market value for them right okay this second um and and the problem is they should have already been traded, uh, and that would be Scott Barlow and MJ Melendez. I Ooh, I yeah. still don't believe in MJ Melendez as bad. I know other people do. That's great. That's fine. I don't. I would have traded him after last season. I would have said I would have sold high on him. I would have said, look, he's a catcher. He's an outfielder. He hits the ball hard. 
He yep. takes some walks. Please take him off of my hands before he <laughs> inspires. Um, and I would have traded Scott Barlow. Please take uh, – because there were signs last year, I think, of the difficulties that have come this year. Uh, he And and I thought, you know, he's rebounding. Everything's going to be okay. And then he had that, that outing last night, which was very ugly. Um, yes. So I'm not sure what his trade value looks like right now. And, you know, it's hard to, to say who else might get traded. Nicky Lopez might go, um, but I don't know what you're going to get back for a utility yeah. infielder with no power and limited speed. Yeah. Um, same same case now play left field. Congratulations. Yeah, more <laughs> versatility. Woohoo! Love it. I did, I did read an interesting uh, tweet, again, from Royals Miners, uh, Royals Miners reporter or whoever, uh, Royals Farm Report. That's what I was thinking of. Oh, okay. Royals Farm Report. Um, he suggested that the Marlins are really interested in Salvi. Yeah. And Salvi might actually be want to go because a little bit closer to home. And he might – I think uh, he said that Salvi's tired of the losing. He's talked about being a little bit tired of the losing, which – is not something I had heard, but if that's true, like if Salvi's saying anything about it, the way he is is just like this overly optimistic guy. If he's mm-hmm. saying anything about being tired of losing, he's very tired of the losing. Um, and so I think if he wants to go, the Royals should trade him. They should be respectful yeah. of him in that yeah. way. Um, and I think if the Marlins want him and he wants to go, I think you should be able to make a deal there. I don't know what that deal would look like because of the money involved and how mm-hmm. important he is to this franchise. But I think you've got to you've got to really seriously investigate uh, what what you can get there if if Salvi does want out. If Salvi doesn't want out, do not trade him. And I don't want the Royals to trade him. I love having Salvi on this team. But if he wants out, then I want to respect him and give him another chance to win. Yeah, and that's that's one of those moves. It's not it's not a transactional thing. It's trying to, like you said, it's all about respect. It's trying to respect what Salvi has brought to the team. And, you know, whether go ahead. Sorry, go ahead. No, no, go ahead. I was just gonna say the last time this is the one thing that Dave Moore did that I liked was he was loyal to his players. He listened to them and he honored their their requests, right? So right. Zach Greinke wanted out of town. Yep. That kickstarted the last time the Royals were competitive. It did. If they could trade Salvi in a similar way, um, that would A, show that J.J. Piccolo has that loyalty. That was the one thing I said. I said, J.J. Piccolo has been under Dave Moore. I want him to keep that loyalty. I just want him to be smarter about it. I want them to have Fair better enough. development processes, better draft processes, better scouting processes. And I want them to, to be honest with themselves. But I also want them to you know treat people well. Um, mm-hmm. So I would, if Salvi wants out, then I want him to be traded to, and I want to see that JJ Piccolo has that, like, I'll do what's best for the player sometimes kind of attitude um, without getting stupid about it, like Dayton Moore sometimes did. <laughs> yeah. Um, so I, I, when I think of Salvi being traded, and I don't think you could get the same haul for him that they got for Granky. Granky yeah. was kind of in the Oof. prime of his career when he got traded, and Salvi's kind of. It's kind of heading towards the abyss a little bit, but you know, I'm just saying it. Do, you don't want it to happen, but it could lead to good things. It could, it could, and you know what? It might not be popular, but oh, I know like it would be popular. <laughs> People would be furious. So I, I, I might disagree with you there, man, because we keep seeing it come up so often. No, like it's. And I, I don't know why it is out of out of all the trade candidates that I, I hate to put it like this, that I pedal. I I don't think about Salvi at all because he has the 10 and five rights. He's going to have to approve any trade. The money doesn't work. And even, you know what, let's let's say you trade him to some big money team out there. It's not like he's going to get a, a top tier haul for him. I'm sorry, but he was no. only a—he's only an all-star for his marketability and the fact that the Royals had to have someone there. It's not like he was playing at an all-star level, if you ask me. He—he he got a hit. Yeah, he did. He did, and you know—you <laughs> know what? There is every dog has his day, and I—I I was very glad to see Salvi do well in the game itself. But the whole reasoning behind getting there is where I—where I disagree. 
if if the Royals are going to trade Salvi, they need to seriously consider eating that entire contract. That's the yeah, only that's way true. you're going to get decent prospects back. And if you trade Salvi, you better get some decent prospects back. And like exactly. I said, they're not doing anything else with that money. We've looked at how baseball teams make their money. The Royals are profiting right now. They are they making are. more money than they're spending. Eat that contract. Get some good prospects back. You're tired of losing? That is a way to get it to, to turn things around in a hurry. You know what? And I, I didn't even think about that, Jeremy. I wonder what type of haul they could get if they ate, you know, 70% of that contract, let's say. Uh, it's, I it, it's a good a chunk of money. One. I think yeah, people I think still look at him as being a powerful. He's got a he's still got a power bat. No yeah. question about that. Um, and he's a leader in the clubhouse. And I think there and he's a guy who's been there before. So especially these clubs like the Reds, like uh, the Pirates, that they don't have guys who've been there before. You want a guy who's been there before who can kind of be like who can and he he's he's always been a leader in the clubhouse but he'll pump you up. He's 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 a guy that you want around. So I think yeah. I think he's he has some real value if they don't have to pay that contract. Yeah, that's fair. And I I do want to say this about Salvi because according to, you know, baseball savant got a whole bunch of new stats over the All-Star break. Their new framing stat, Salvi's doing better this year. Than he has in previous years in frame, and they, I know they worked on him with that. They they, they made have. a specific plan for how to fix that, so that makes sense that it's better. It, it, it didn't exactly. come out of nowhere. No, no, it, it didn't. And you know what? Paul Hoover has a has a great track record with with catchers. If, if you ask me, you go back over his career. Usually, there is like one successful. I don't want to say like turnaround or standout, but there are improvements you can see from him. And I think the framing is one. And you know what the the Marlins, they rely on their on their pitching to get them going. So as long as you have a competent guy behind the plate that is really going to play well, like you said, that uh, that power will play anywhere. So I'm not going to bet on it happening, but no, if, I, I would still bet against him being traded for sure. Yeah, but there are ways for it to benefit the Royals greatly if uh, if you uh, want to look at it like that. The, so my my answer to this question that we that we asked a while ago now about like forcing a trade on one player, um, I don't. It's another player. I don't think you would get much for if uh, if anything of note. But the guy that I I want gone is Edward Olivares. I think that he fills. I think that he can fill a niche role for a contender somewhere. And I don't know if the Royals are kind of grooming him for that niche role for a contender because Quintrero talked about like, hey, he's going to be the first guy off the bench to pinch hit. And that's not something that Olivares has done a whole lot in his career. So getting him more experience, pinch hitting, being a designated hitter, how can that help in a trade? I think it could. But I, go ahead. If I look at, at Olivares, the first thing I think of is Josh Willingham. When the Royals got him in 2014, oh, yeah, and he's younger, but he's he's and he doesn't strike out quite as much. He's a little bit faster, you know. They're not exactly the same, but they're kind of the yeah. same idea of he's got a little something in his bat. He's he's mm-hmm. not a null and he's not a void at the plate. Yeah, um, and so you might be able to find someone who's like, I just want a little something extra on my bench. Yeah, and and you might be able to get, uh, you know, they traded Jason Adam for him, who turned out to be a pitcher who made it to the big leagues. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I know there's, <laughs> I don't remember what happened to him after that. I I don't either. I don't either, man. But the, I I don't. He's still pitching. Oh really? Good. Yeah, he's pitching for the Rays right now. Oh, of course. Two point seven five ERA as a reliever. He had a one point five six ERA as a reliever last year. Dang. Okay, pretty good numbers there. 75 strikeouts and 17 walks last year. Yeah, so the Royals traded a guy <laughs> who turned into a pretty good reliever uh, for, for Willingham. And and if you could get that for Oliveris, I think you'd take it. Yeah, if nothing I, else, you could turn around and flip the reliever for something later on. That's true. The, the reason why I want Ollie off the 40-man roster is there's we, – and we've talked about it plenty – the more I look at these outfielders in Omaha, I'm like, I want to see at least like two or three of these guys before the season ends. Who, you know, I, who's I, the first one up? 
Quick. Tyler Gentry. Tyler, Tyler Gentry, Gentry is, the first, right. is the first one I want up. I'm it's, John Rave, but I'm, I'm that works. I the only reason why I don't like John Rave's chances is because he started off the season in Double A, so he's still kind of new at Triple A. I just want to see him. I don't. I don't think that's necessarily what will happen. I just John Rave is such a good name. I don't know. I know, right? I it was on names. I'm like that is a good time. baseball name. Get that guy <laughs> up here. Let's go. First name John, last name Rave. Just think of the promotions that you could run exactly. off of that. Marketability, party, baby. <laughs> I, in that article I was talking about earlier where I made myself look like an idiot with Dyron Blanco, um, <laughs> that's, that was the line I used. was like, John, John Rave brought his party to the, to the Omaha Storm Chasers. <laughs> oh, my goodness. It was terrible. It was we'll work on that. Yeah, we'll we, uh, that we, we will. It's, <laughs> the only thing I have to clean up is my freaking notifications from that article. <laughs> that's the only thing i have to clean up man oh yeah no it's things are going to heat up really really quickly i think um we know you know once that clock is ticking on the deadline that's when teams are going to know okay it is now or never and there's enough teams within striking distance of the wild card in the al alone that i think there's gonna be a whole lot of these middle level moves to round out a roster just to see if they can get lucky or get hot. You know, that's what I predicted when they expanded the playoffs is that there's more spots so more people will be in range. It's not how it's turned out so far. Maybe this year will be the year that that finally changes. I know, like, one of the teams we looked at last year or I looked at last year that was like, hey, they're competitive. They should try and do something. Was the Orioles and the Orioles yeah. traded away guys? They said we're not we're not actually competitive. <laughs> um, and you know that worked out for them. They're looking real good this year. Yeah. Uh, so I, I don't know what's going to happen with the trade deadline. I, the logic makes sense. I just we haven't seen it play out. So I only I only looked at the AL here, but by my count, and this is as of yesterday, so the standings might have changed. There were eight teams within six games of the wild card spots. That's not counting the the divisional leaders or anything like that. So you have a good chunk of the American League. I mean, that's that, eleven out of fifteen teams, then, right? Yeah, exactly. So, and you know what, people and the four teams, that aren't are all in the AL Central, right? <laughs> uh, you ain't wrong. <laughs> I, I think, you know, the Twins are leading the Central right now. I think the Barely. Guardians were the were the only other team that was within striking range. And they're whoever barely wins, below 500. Whoever does it when the Central is not getting into the wild card. No, no, that's – it would take one of these teams getting red hot, magma hot to even sniff the playoffs right now. Oh, but that is neither here nor there, Jeremy. We don't have to worry about the playoffs. We know when our when our season playoffs. Ends. Don't talk to me about the playoffs. <laughs> Maybe in about fifteen years, we'll talk about playoffs. Oh! So good? <laughs> hey, I'm gonna I'm gonna put you on the spot here in relation to my okay. article. How long? How long are you giving JJ Piccolo in the seat? How many years? How many seasons to produce results at the major league level? Three. I would give him three years. Three, three more, including this year. No, including, two more. Okay, including right. this year, I'll give him three. I, you know, I think the leash has got to be pretty short, um, especially if you want to move the team to downtown. Sure. You want you want a good team, um, and I think you want to be like, hey, I kept you and a bunch of your flunkies around when I fired your boss. That's not normally how this works. You got to pay it off fast you don't see he doesn't have the excuse of well i had to bring in all my guys and do the whole culture yeah you were already here everybody you kept should already be on board with your plan so you should be able to make this happen faster if you can make it happen right i am three years is 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 all i'm willing to give him i'm tempted to only give him two but two is a very short time as a general manager yeah it is golly man that's tight the I didn't find this out until yesterday when I was in the comments of that story. The shortest tenure that any Royals general manager has had is six years. Two general managers have gotten six-year tenures. Uh, Baird from like 2000 through 2006. He got 
that dude got a raw deal. I got to tell you. Oh, the, yeah. The reason I'm going to argue that the reason the Royals have had have not had very many general managers and that their general managers usually last a while is that they're actually usually good at their jobs. I think Dayton Moore was one of the worst general managers they've ever had as far as evaluation and as far as development. And scouting, like as far as like people, he was pretty good about people. But like Allard Baird could scout the heck out of anyone. He had no money. That was when the team was being run by the committee or whatever it was. After oh, Ewing yeah. Hoffman died, before David Glass bought the team, he did. And and after David Glass bought the team, it still wasn't spending any money. He yeah. never had a prayer of succeeding in that job. That's true, but. He he was an excellent and remains an excellent scout. I think he's play, scouting or working in the front office of the Red Sox right now. I do pretty good as far as talent goes. Um, yeah. They're not having a great year this year, but they they've had multiple other very good years since Baird joined them. So exactly, I, you know, I, he I don't know if he would if he could have succeeded as a general manager, and he was the worst one other than more easily. I think, mm-hmm. um, and I don't know if he could have succeeded even with money, but he never had a chance. Yeah, and that's you know what that's an excellent point. But what I'm what I'm thinking with Colo is you know is he going to? I think he's going to have a decent leash, but is he going to have any spending power? He, because well, if if if, it, if they're expecting him to build this on the cheap, then I think you got to give him at least five years. Because you, you got to see how his first draft to build it on deal. the cheap. Yeah, not as cheap as the Royals are being. You can't walk into the offseason and say Jordan Lyles is our big free agent signing and expect cool. to have a team that's remotely competitive the next year. Yeah, that's fair. I mean, this hey. was the least. I think that was the least spending they've done in the offseason since I can remember. Like even even Baird, I think got more money to spend. <laughs> hey, sad sad but true, man. It's uh, I am. I don't know. I'm like I talked about in my article. I I have some faith in, or I have a good amount of faith in, in Bacolo, in, in him as a person. But hey, re- results are results, and he's got to we'll, produce eventually. We'll know a lot more once the trade deadline is over. And I think he had, yeah. he had a good trade deadline last year, or at least a reasonable one. Except Barlow should have been traded. Yeah. But um, we'll we'll know a lot more once this trade deadline goes because he'll have had the team for the full year this time. Correct. And I think it was, I, I forget when he acted, did he take power of the Royals before short, last year's trade deadline or was it shortly he was, after? He was the GM last year. Oh, that's right. But, but he wasn't president Moore of baseball. was the ops. president over him. Yeah. Yeah. So I am, man, I really would have loved to see how that dynamic worked because that, that can get really I mean, we all pretty quickly. much assumed Moore was still giving the orders, I think. I don't yeah. know if that's accurate, but that's what everyone assumed. Well, if it was if, – if Moore was over him, I think that's a, a safe assumption. You know what I mean? Like, what's, Moore, the, what's the point of Moore being over him? Yeah, Moore does – well, a lot of us, I think, were hoping that Moore getting promoted would mean he'd have less in, in, <laughs> impact over the player development and scouting and all that. Yeah. Um, but Moore also, in retrospect, doesn't strike me as the kind of guy – to stop sticking his hand into things when he thinks he can stick his hand into things. Exactly. Like he, he is, he's probably, I don't know that I want to say he's a micromanager, but he's, he's, he's not far from being a micromanager. He wants to be involved. Listen, he's, uh, he's managing what, what folks do in their off time with, uh, with yeah, well, you stuff. <laughs> so I, uh, I think calling him a micromanager is not too far out of uh out of reach but listen jeremy we, we've been rambling on for for an hour here man we gotta we, we gotta cut it off eventually um if if you want to keep track of all the trade rumors deadline moves anything like that or if you just want to hear who the royals could trade please go check out the articles at royalsreview.com also we'll keep you up to date on twitter and on facebook and, and go ahead just the psa for those of you on twitter and facebook Watch out for for the fake accounts. Yeah, they're gonna pop if they aren't already popping up. They will be popping up, and we don't have the ver- verification badge to check against anymore. You gotta be triple sure that you're looking at the right account. Exactly. Check the you know check how old the account is. Check the followership whole shebang. There's gonna be a whole bunch of folks creating fake rumors. Um, 
I, you know what, I, I endorse plenty of people on this podcast for free, but I, if I ever need to double check on something, usually there's a website called MLB Trade Rumors, who is pretty on top of everything around Major League Baseball. And, and so you can bet the Royals review will be all over it. I don't usually get the breaking stuff, but Max and Matt are just on top of that stuff. Yeah. So if if you if in doubt, check the Royals review website. <laughs> They'll have something. There you go. I like to hear it. I like to hear it. Well, hey, Jeremy, no no time for for reviews this week, man. We gotta. <laughs> We gotta keep it moving. Sure. I will. Uh, I will review Nicolas Cage in Dracula 2000 next oh. uh, next week. I don't think I'd do that if I were you. But go no. ahead, <laughs> go for it. I am not watching that. <laughs> oh man, but no, my, my wife's giving me plenty of uh, movies to review next for next episode in in the meantime please go follow jeremy on twitter at hikaius that is h-o-k-i-u-s and also follow the podcast itself on twitter at royal rundown pod and if you want to follow my shenanigans i'm going to get into more chief stuff as the as the summer goes along follow me at jacob milham kc on twitter jeremy any uh, any closing remarks rude noises comments or concerns before we get out of here thank you very much for that rude noise all right everyone out there thank you so much for listening thank you for your support and until next time go royals